Hi, hope you're all well. I'm Viv and I'm the face behind Skin Farmer Aesthetics in Stockton on Tees. Uh, tonight, myself and Dr. Sunny Desi, we're continuing our journey in the use of ultrasound um, with practitioners from around the world. And Sunny will hopefully join me soon. Hi, uh, Olga, I hope you're well. Tonight, myself and Sunny will we'll be speaking to another specialist. Um, this time from the Netherlands, uh, Dr. Olga Liplavik, who specialises in research. She's carrying out research work looking at the use of ultrasound in aesthetics work. So I will just wait for Sunny to arrive. I want you a second, Olga. He always mentions that he never receives it, but I do actually send it. Uh, I'll see if I can uh, send it again. <laughs> Honestly, Sunny, I am sending you an invite. Let's see. Oh, hi, um, hi, Leone. Nice to see you as well. Um, ah, right, let's see. Sunny, I've got your... Well, um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what we're up to over these next few days as well, uh, once Olga joins us. Hi, Hi Sunny. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't show up when you send, a when you send an invite. <laughs> I've got no idea why, Sunny. Every time I send you an invite and it goes off somewhere, I've got no idea where it ends up, unfortunately. I think when you send, when you send it to someone else, though, because we, we, we send you a request. Do you not get yeah. a request? Yeah, that, is that what comes through? It, it, you should get um, a, a request from me when I send you an invite, so it should just let you tap a button and join me maybe without you doing anything. Then. Maybe that's what it is, then. Okay. No, I always thought, because it says request to join, so maybe that's because you're sending it. Okay, maybe that's what it no, is. I take no it back. Problem. I take yeah. it back. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. That's we've uh, we've made up. <laughs> Waiting for and, Dr. Olga. Olga, yeah, she is, um, I will just add her, she is around somewhere. I'll send Olga an invite. Olga, if you, at the bottom of your screen, there's um, a button to request uh, joining us. And if you tap that, just in case you don't get an invite from me, I think it's unfortunately happening a little bit. So. Once you um, once you request to join us, I'll add you into our work. Live. So you can see that Leonie's watching. Um, yeah. Social media sister uh, is watching as well. Dr. Amy Hughes is watching. Thank you. And Dr. Prada is watching as well. So yeah, we'll see you, Dr. Prada. At uh, we'll see you on Saturday. I think you might see her on Friday. Yes, I'm actually heading down to uh, London tomorrow morning, so I'll be there hopefully by lunchtime. And I should be meeting Leone um, for training at uh, the IET in London tomorrow. Um, so I'm, I'm, it'll be the first time I'll hopefully meet so up they, with Leone. Doing, so, because the CMAC conference is taking place at uh, the IET, um, yeah. and is that where Leone's doing the training the day before as well? Yes, tomorrow. She's spending all day tomorrow at the IET in London uh, doing uh, facial ultrasound training. Um, so that'll be all day tomorrow. And then the conference, CMAC conference starts on. So with Leonie's uh, training, is there, a specific, is there a structure to it? What, what's, is, it, is, it a, is it sort of a module of her training or is it something she's going to focus it's, on? It covers seven areas of the face. So I think it's looking at um, assessment. Uh, hi, Olga. hi, guys. Hi, Dr. How Olga. Are How are you? Oh, happy to see you. Oh, happy How to see you, you too. Tonight? Sorry. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? Oh, we're good. We're good. We were just chatting about um, uh, Viv's joining Leone tomorrow for training. Okay. Um, so uh, we were, I was just asking what the training's going to be about. But now that you're on, we can stop talking about Leone. 
Okay, great. So, I'll let Sunny start, Olga. He can talk to you a little bit about your background, what you're doing and how you've got to this point. And then I'll talk a little bit about your research and some of the scans that you've taken that we've talked about recently. So I'll let Sunny start if that's okay with you. Okay, Brilliant. sure. So welcome, Dr. Olga, to um, obviously our weekly ultrasound talk. And obviously we invite people from all around the world or, or Viv does very much networking and to hear more about how other practitioners are doing things. Now I know that you're a you're doing a PhD at the moment and Viv is going to talk to you about that. But just for those people watching, just um, give us a little bit of introduction about your, um, you, your training, um, and what got you to the stage where you're at now, where you're now doing a PhD in, um, in ultrasound. Okay. Um, after my uh, medical school, um, I did some internal medicine, something like for 18 months. But uh, I didn't really like the hospital life. And uh, yeah. I missed a lot of things like creativity and really positive energy. So I started to look for something else. And, you know, I found like aesthetic medicine wonderful. And in this time, we didn't have really very good education for a doctor. So you... Um, had you ask some colleagues to uh, have a look at the clinic and you learn from the colleagues. And, uh, but right now we are the only one country with real specialization for aesthetic medicine. But anyway, uh, I was doing this work for 15 years and enjoying it. And, you know, I considered myself like a, not such a bad doctor, doing nice results and working safe till uh, at a certain point, I've got my first vascular complication and it was really like very, very bad. And um, you know what happened? I worked with the 25 uh, gauge cannula at the lateral uh, plane and I thought I'm working very safe, nothing wrong, but I hit uh, the transversal artery. And then uh, I started to do my uh, protocol, just like standard, standardized uh, protocol with hyaluronic days with very high um, uh, 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 dosage and uh, but it was not successful and my patient was really in pain and I was in panic so I called Leonie and she told me just come to my clinic and uh, you know to Erasmus and she took uh, ultrasound she localized the artery and she put like 15 units of hyaluronic days and the patient was wonderful you know wow. magically better and for me, personally, it was really like shock. I thought, oh my God, you know, I'm doing this for 15 years and I even cannot help my patient. And Leonie can do it like in a few minutes. And, you know, I was ashamed and I was really like in pain personally and professionally. So I thought it will never happen again with me that I cannot really helped my patient so I applied immediately for the cutaneous course uh, of uh, Leonie and uh, Peter and uh, after three days I couldn't understand anything you know like all these gray images yes. <laughs> and uh, but I uh, uh, bought um, my first um, uh, uh, ultrasound portable Lumify and I just started to examine all my patients just like all day long and uh, of course, it was very bad for the clinic because I was running out of the time. Yes. And everybody was complaining. 
but really I wanted I wanted to learn it and also at home I molested my children my husband my neighbors and just, I was looking uh, for the anatomy till I started to understand it a little bit and at a certain point you know I, I'm I consider myself as a very lucky person because I had the best teacher ever Leonie was very kind to show me to teach me to explain me to involve me in her practice and to share her experience um, so I started at a certain point also inject my patients with ultrasound oh wow okay and right now you know all actually all the filler treatments I do ultrasound guided does um I mean that's a powerful story, Doctor. I mean that's. I mean it is. I guess it's everyone's worst fear, isn't it? It's what what worries us all about complications. But you know, here is a here is a really effective tool, but it takes a long time to understand it. I mean, vascular mapping that both you know both Viv and I have talked about is is fairly straightforward, but the skill level perhaps required to, like you said, in fifteen minutes, which is able to well fifteen units of hyaluronidase. So. Um, did you, so you're now based in you're based in um, the Netherlands. You're based in Rotterdam as well, or are you based in? No, I based in Bussum. This is a, a very special place next to Amsterdam. Uh, okay. On clinic, and I'm doing my research at uh, Erasmus University. But also, like all the Dutch doctors, we do it in our free time. Yes. Uh, in our own clinics with our own patients. So, um, but it's like kind of a passion <laughs> so we have and uh, Leonie and uh, Peter they are my co-promoters so they help me they guide me a lot and um, so they show me the way good good I'll hand over to Viv because I think Viv's got some questions about the projects that you're working on so Viv why don't you uh, fire away with those questions yeah thanks Annie. we were talking um, Olga and I last weekend uh, we were just discussing a different topics um, that that she's involved with um you've you've learned a lot from using ultrasound and i think your research your phd thesis um is based on filler how filler changes over time is that right olga it's exactly you know i'm looking um what happens with the products that we are injecting and now the ultrasound gives us the possibility to follow the filler real time also over time so I'm uh, working at a few projects with uh, HAs, with uh, hyaluronic acids, also with uh, PLLA, and uh, also with uh, toxin. Right. I was reading just yesterday or today, I think it was, Tom Decates. Tom Decates, you know him well. Um, he's in charge. Is he responsible for the body that organizes training for doctors in the Netherlands? Is he responsible for one of those bodies? Yeah, exactly. So because we have a real like official specialization for the doctors to be a doctor, uh, Tom, he's in charge of this, you know, like organization to train. And after, um, after you've, you, you've been working for this length of time, 15, 16 years, um, what, what made you look into the need for research? Why did you want to do work involving hyaluronic acid and fillers and how fillers change? What was it about that that wanted you to research that topic? You know, guys, it's a strange thing. I think for every cosmetic doctor, we have the same experience. So, um, you know, we know about hyaluronic acid and the interested 
industry tells us that uh, the product will stay like 12 months or 18 months. But at a certain point, you know, we see our patients after five years and you still see something and you still feel something, you know, how come? Uh, even my own experience, you know, I, I have been injected like 15 years ago with Duoderm 2, like very light hyaluronic acid. And I still have it under my eye, you know, it doesn't go away. I cannot remove it with hyaluronic days, you know, how come? These kinds of strange things. And of course, you know, at a certain point, if you do, if you work so long at the field, so you want to do something very specific, something inspiring, just, you know, to keep on running, to keep on going, to like your work and, you know, to do the better care for your patients. So that's why, you know, I was lucky because Leonie uh, involved me also in a few of her projects. And yeah. I was very enthusiastic uh, to do it also. And so I've got, uh, I bought also a very big machine, a big Siemens, the real stuff, you know, for my uh, practice. And it started to be very interesting to do this kind of things, you know, like. So, sorry, Viv, I was going to ask. So, I mean, that, that's a fascinating topic, Dr. Ogle. So, um, because from our point of view, and I'm sure, you know, you've been doing a bit longer than I have. And, and Viv, I can't remember, you've been now practicing how long? Um, 17, 18 years. And you, Viv, how long have you been practicing for? Uh, six to seven years. I yeah, so me and Viv are very one. similar. So you know, you, you've got you got the marshmallows. When when you're first learning, I think Juvederm, Allergan is the most popular, or, or whatever you're trained with. Then you kind of get, I wouldn't say seduced by Allergan, but there's that element of like, oh, Juvederm is there. Then you find different uh, different hyaluronic acids. So as part of your research, what what is it that you're particularly investigating about? Is it is it different? versions of hyaluronic acid from different brands or is it more based on hyaluronic acid itself so looking actually at hyaluronic acid so we don't uh, um, i don't call the names <laughs> but anyway so maybe uh, we can show a few uh, yes please that'll be good good show yeah, yeah. Uh, actually what i'm saying i'm injecting hyaluronic acid at the different uh, planes and the different levels uh, on the face I inject it in the deep fat compartments, in the, um, a deep medial cheek fat, then uh, under zygomaticus major, major muscle and subcutaneous. Yeah. And maybe can uh, we can uh, show us few images. For yeah. instance, I um, inject in the deep fat compartments, then yeah. measure the volume of the filler, Brilliant. And yeah. follow it uh, like three, six, twelve, and eighteen months. Yeah. When you're yeah. just just for just out of interest, and I'm sure maybe other people think this about, you can measure the volume of the filler that you're putting in. Obviously, you know how much volume you're putting in. Yeah. From the ultrasound, are you able to calculate displacement and then potentially projection or how much projection that filler is creating? In in. in... Not really, not really. No. I measure the volume of the pocket uh, of your right. Okay. So you do the uh, the double image. Yes you can measure the length, the deep depth, and this kind of the stuff. The length and depth, okay, that's yeah. good, good. Yeah. And uh, what's fascinating me now, I'm doing my follow-up of 12 months with all these patients. You know, the filler is still there. And I don't see very big difference in volume change of the filler. You know, you, you cannot measure very exactly the volumes but you can see if it's maybe the half or if it was very big and now it's very small. 
I don't see a lot of changes in the volume. And you can see also the filler, the pockets very good. And there are some morphological changes. So for instance, uh, when you just inject the uh, uh, AHA, it's quite anechoic or uh, hypoechoic. And, you know, after 12 months, we see some changes. It starts to get more like uh, uh, heterogeneous with some white, you know, shadows, spots, maybe because of the uh, tissue integration. And uh, uh, my colleagues, very experienced colleagues, they um, rating uh, the, the pockets uh, according to the certain nomenclature. And it was developed by Leonie and uh, 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 our colleague Wartsman from uh, Chile. So this is the way we do the follow-up. And then uh, at a certain point, you know, after 18 months, I'm very curious if I can still see the filler because I inject subcutaneous on the periost and also in the deep fat compartments. But after 12 months, you can see it wonderfully and there is not a lot of change. Do you assess for the change in the patient as well? Do you see if they, do, do you look at, would you ever look at it from two aspects? One, if you can see an aesthetic change in the patient, obviously the filler looks like it's degraded and do you get the patient's view as well? in regards to that? Is that something that you're recording as well as part of the research? Not really. It's, uh, we are not based on the patient experience, uh, but of course I ask my patients, what do you yeah. find? Do you, uh, yeah, I, I'm still happy. And uh, uh, what I noticed that, uh, you know, when you inject in a deep fat compartment, the result stays quite long. So you inject, of course, under the muscle, under the zygomatical major. So there is not so much movement. Yeah, the filler stays very stable and people are quite happy. They're still happy. That's really interesting. Really interesting. It was, um, I, was just, I was just going to say, you've got to do five subtopics sub within your PhD thesis. Is that right, uh, Olga? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What I've got then is a few examples of the work that you've done or the work you're doing. Mm -hmm. So the first example is actually um, toxin in the masseter. Do you, do you want to just talk to us a little bit about this scan, um, Olga? Yeah, it's fun. It's uh, also uh, one of my projects. Um, so what I'm looking at, uh, so when we inject the toxin in the muscle, in the masseter muscle, what happens with the muscle? Uh, do we see some uh, quality and quantity changes of the muscle? And if we can see of, uh, of these changes are also reversible. Because this picture, uh, what you see on the screen, so you see the uh, masseter muscle and uh, also some whitish stuff, you know, at the bottom, uh, 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 you know, uh, down on the bone. And these are the changes of the muscle after three months. Wow. So we can still see it. And what do we see? Is it some kind of um, atrophy or is it... Um, do we see some fat tissue, you know? So we still don't know, but uh, we try to do the follow-up and to see if there are some reversible changes and obviously the quality and quantity changes of the muscle. Yeah, it's a, it, this has got a lot of implication for work in the future, the research you're doing Olga, because it may well affect drug companies. It may well affect how treatments are carried out for patients as well. So you, you, you're very quiet, but I think if you were anything like Tom Decatur, he'd be shouting and screaming at people, telling them, 
you need to do science research properly. You can't just make up results. You have to look at the actual evidence and base your information on research evidence. So I think what you're doing is fantastic. And I think it's got a lot of implications for what happens in the future. Exactly. You know, uh, so we're doing something like, you know, um, uh, good, safe stuff. And we work also very safe. But what's the future? We still don't know. Yeah. Not with toxins, so, and not, of course, not with the fillers. We yeah. still own. I've got another example of your work, um, Olga. This is deep medial cheek fat, uh, or orange, as you call it, I think. Um, no, this deep is deep uh, medial, uh, uh, exactly. It's not the orange. Orange is another. Oh, sorry. Show it later. It's the other one. Uh, but um, this image, I, th I, I'm, I think it's the image uh, after... 12 months. I'll show the after image. There's the 12 month image. You, okay, this is 12 month image and the first image you showed, it was the image just right after injection. Yeah. So you don't see real big difference, you know? And we will expect like after 12 months, the pocket will be very small, it will shrink or disappear or diluted, or it will be very different morphology but still it's quite the same. Olga, were these scans done with your, um, not your, um, what, which, how are these scans done with your, I think more advanced? Yes, I do it with my Siemens uh, machine. So uh, these are uh, volume uh, uh, images. So I can calcul calculate also the volume. All right, okay. And um, the same I do also with subcutaneous injections. Uh, and maybe we can show it also, yeah. because also this is after okay. the injection, you see uh, anechoic pockets uh, in cutaneous uh, uh, tissue. And after six months, it's almost the same. Yeah, I've actually got, this is another one. This was six months um, of yeah. the superficial, that's the one. So that's initially, that's after six months. Month. So you can still see the pockets very clearly, but yeah. Amazing. One more piece of work that you're looking at. Um, this is nodule uh, formation within fascia. You can tell us about this, uh, Olga. This is also nodule for formation. Uh, what happened, so when we inject in zygoma, uh, uh, so when we inject with cannula or with a needle, so we learned, I learned it anyway, you know, when you inject, you feel something very hard and it's a bone, you know, it's like periost. But what we don't know, the smash can be also very, very hard, also for your needle and also yes. for your cannula. So you think you inject periost, but actually you inject in a fascia. And uh, the clinical uh, 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 picture, of course, bumps and, you know, like, very nasty picture people are not happy about it but fortunately you can dissolve it easy with your only days and you know if you use ultrasound you can really inject in the pocket and the problem will be solved very quick i can tell you this is my patient i inject yeah. right. you, you you're brave to actually say that because a oh, lot of sounds, you know yeah. 
<laughs> you're, you're very brave to mention the fact that it's your patient and your work. It shows that this can happen to anybody. It's not yeah. just certain pe people it affects. It affects everybody. It affects everybody and even me, you know, I use ultrasound and, you know, what we see, it's also about the backflow, especially when you use cannula, you can get this kind of bumps and nodulin. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I've got, um, this is the orange. I, I was I was looking forward to these, this uh, orange uh, uh, fat because it was Leonie's uh, idea of calling it orange, wasn't it, uh, Olga? Yeah. She invented, uh, I think she invented the term. Anyway, I learned it from her. She calls it orange, but this is superficial chick uh, pet. Uh, so uh, this is one of our projects with Leonie. So we inject PLLA, um, uh, uh, also ultrasound guided. And you can see also the uh, hyperechoic uh, white dots, you yes. know, this is typical for PLLA. And the same uh, images we do when we inject uh, on the periost under the zygomatical major muscle. So, and, you know, it's, it's so nice to do these treatments. It's, these are very easy, quick treatments with wonderful uh, uh, results. Uh, because, you know, when I started to work, do cosmetic work, I learned to inject uh, a sculpture of PLLA like with needle, with a lot of injections. It was painful and it was nasty. But now when we use ultrasound guided injections, patients, they don't have any pain. It's really? instant effect. And you just use two uh, injection spots and you use your cannula. Wonderful. And this is this white uh, mass, what you see on the periost. This is PLLA. Oh, wow, okay. And a part of Sigmaticus Major. And it gives very beautiful uh, uh, instant effect because you lift the cheek, you lift the Sigmatical Major muscle. People are really happy. Amazing. It's just um, Sculpture. That's the brand name for, for PLLA, PLLA. There's other brands available. but It's not something I use myself. Do you, do you use PLLA products, Sonny, at all? Uh, not PLA. I've been using um, something recently called polynucleotides, um, yeah. which are more biorevitalizers. Obviously, that, I think that's the only remit outside of things like um, hyaluronic acid, like Profilo or Redensity One. But no, I haven't really used Sculpture. Um, I guess when we've been doing it for 15 years, maybe then we will too. This will make you laugh, <laughs> Doctor Olga. Someone's already commented and said, I think when did you start injecting because you look so young and uh, so you've had a few compliments about how young, young you look beautiful and natural there you go <laughs> so we are great doctors in Netherlands we help each other very good <laughs> <laughs> let's keep looking young yes definitely it's really um, nice being able to speak to um, Olga about the work that she does over over time how long do you think I was asking you this last week Olga how long do you think your research will will take place over how long a period of time will it cover so definitely a few years because you know uh like uh, the study, what we are doing, it's quite long, you know. I need at least 18 months uh, for collecting of my data. And uh, after that, of course, you have to write, you, do your, you have to do your statistics. And because we have a few projects uh, going on. And of course, I have my own practice, very busy. So I do it in my free time that I don't have, you know. <laughs> so it will take quite some time, but we will be there, you know, and... 
I'm really, I tell you guys, I'm really so lucky with Leonie and Peter. They really helped me and they have so much experience. And um, will yeah. you will you release any results? Will you any will you release any sort of publications as case studies or things that you're finding as you go along? Because obviously, like um, Viv said, this has potential for a massive impact in how we practice. Will you be doing that, or will you leave it all to the end of the the time of your PhD? Uh, guys, really, I don't know how it works in you know this kind of stuff. So I have to consult my you know the mentors. <laughs> I think I think you can release case studies. I think if you come across some interesting but i think you can release it as case studies and obviously then it leads into which but I'll, I'll let obviously i've not ever published any i've got one i think i've got one article to my name uh, oh. <laughs> in ophthalmology so um yeah I, what do i know <laughs> you've done it's really nice talking to you about your work older it's fantastic well, myself and sonny were invited by leone over to erasmus um we haven't had time this year to go and visit her but it'd be fantastic to meet you leone peter tom everyone who works at erasmus and does such fantastic work um informing everyone about about the whole as different aspects of aesthetic medicine um we we'd love to see you would you will, are you likely to be there um at erasmus doing your work for sure i will be there guys to meet you and do some work together it will be really really inspiring <laughs> thanks uh, very much i'm just going to say look in the comments we've just had um i follow uh glow day glow day pro is um is a very very strong advocate. So Hannah, I think, has joined us. Very strong advocate for medical aesthetics. Very um, their software system, and then and they've just joined as well. So we've been joined by a lot of people today. And I think, just as a summary, but I'll let Viv have the last word because he's hosting. But um, really? really, it's fascinating, and and it, it's so fascinating, Olga. You're spending, you know, you're committing your time, and it, it's just a reflection of aesthetics. I mean, I think in in the Netherlands, you said you know you're very lucky that. You're, you've got a standardised and recognition for medical aesthetics. Yes. Um, so, you know, it's something that we aspire to, which is why we're doing this every week, to just, again, spread the word that, you know, aesthetics should be medically based, healthcare professionals should be doing it. So, Viv, on that note, I'll let you have the last word. Thanks very much. Um, just really, just you wanted to thank you, Olga, for taking time out. And it's like 10 o'clock in the Netherlands now. So you, you're going to be tired, I'm sure. But sorry for keeping you up all this time. Um, but in terms of ultrasound, we, we, myself and Sonny, we've been talking every week about how it's helping us, how it helps other people, how it can make um, the work we do much safer and how we learn from it as well. We learn more about dynamic tissue movement. Leone talks a lot about that. And it's interesting to see what you can learn just by using ultrasound in the face. What would you say to a practitioner perhaps who's been working for 10, 15 years, has never had a problem, and they think, Ultrasound, yeah, it's it's a it's a gimmick, you know. We don't need it. I've never caused a problem, and I don't expect I ever will. What would you say to them based on your own experience? So, guys, you know, one thing: the doctor who says I never have a complication, you know, the doctor doesn't make enough flying hours, so it will come anyway. If you work full time, you know, so you know it will come for sure. And, um, you know, um, I think it's very, very 
nice, very, very uh, special to have ultrasound in your practice. Uh, for instance, Dutch patients, they are very, very good educated and they come to you and they tell, for instance, I never want to be treated without ultrasound anymore. So um, it gives you uh, the possibility to give better results to work safe. And also at a certain point, you can even earn more money with the machine because you need less product. You have yes. superior results for your patients. And, you know, people know that it's much better and it's much safer. So it's really worth the trouble to invest your time and invest your money in this uh, ultrasound project. And of course, it doesn't give you 100% guarantee. Even, you know, the best people can make, you know, mistakes. But anyway, you can help your patient and you can set the better results. So guys, do it. <laughs> Thanks very much, Olga. It's very kind of you. Um, I was just going to finish off. Um, tomorrow, I'm off to London and I'll hopefully be meeting Leone in, uh, in London and I'll be taking part in an ultrasound training course um, over the day. So uh, what, what would you say about Leone? What would you, she's watching now. What are your views of the work Leone does? Yeah, I think she's, you know, uh, really like a pioneer in this field. And um, she's very, very creative. She's very inspiring. She's full, uh, full of different ideas. And um, I think and she really loves to share her knowledge and to help doctors, to help, you know, colleagues to learn it also. I think it's a very inspiring colleague and person. I love her. Thanks very much. We'll be, we'll be at, um, at the CMAC conference, myself and Sonny, which starts on Saturday, finishes Sunday afternoon. Um, Leonie is heading the ultrasound part of the whole conference. Um, there's going to be lots of talk about problems, complications, and the conference is all to do with aesthetic complications. And there's practitioners from all around the world flying in for this two-day conference. So it'll be a, a fantastic place that we'll be meeting these specialists, a lot of whom we've gone through with lives over the last few months. So it'll be interesting meeting them face to face. Um, really, oh, one more thing, we've got, um, we'll be doing hopefully lives from London over the next few days once we're there, but we've also got Dr. Morbin Master, who's a specialist radiologist in Australia, who has carried out research using MRI scanning of facial, uh, facial fillers. So we'll be talking to him on Sunday the 27th at 10 a.m. purely because he's in Australia and it's about an 11 hour time difference. Um, so that's it. Um, we will say a big thank you to for joining us, um, Olga. We hope to catch you hopefully next year at Erasmus. We'll come and visit you, Leonie, Peter, and everyone else. Thank you very much for inviting me. It was a pleasure to talk to you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for hosting. Oh, no problem. Thanks very much. And we'll catch you again soon. Thanks, Thank Sonia. Thanks, Olga. Bye -bye. Thanks. Bye. See you.